Welcome to the original vegan business talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. And today our guest is Diana, who is the founder of Plant Powered Dog. And I didn't say her last name because I was going to mess it all up. So you can pronounce your last name for us at the start. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Diana Lavender Dunitz. All right. I probably could have got that one, but all right. You say it way better. It. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, welcome. So tell us a little bit of um, about you, a little bit of your Cliff Notes backstory and how did you get into doing what you're doing today? Yeah, first of all, so thanks for having me on. Uh, it's awesome. And so I've had kind of an interesting, I think, journey because I didn't grow up saying I wanted to be a canine nutritionist, which is what I am. Um, and certainly not a vegan canine nutritionist, which is what I am. So my whole journey started back in January of 2002. I adopted my dog Chase from a local shelter. And you know what? He came to me with like a lot of health issues, gastrointestinal issues, skin issues. So at that time, I was kind of learning more for my own health. And there wasn't really a lot out there like there is now. But there were a couple of people and I began to follow them. And I began to cook homemade food for Chase. Um, and anyway, he started to improve. So this brought me down a journey of wanting to I love nutrition. So I thought, wow, you know, I want to help others. But what I didn't want to do was make a mistake that a lot of people make and think that because I did something that worked for my dog, that it was going to help, that I was qualified in any way to do it for another dog. Right. So, you know, I used to, I'm, I'm a writer by trade. So I was writing a lot on dog health and nutrition. So I decided to go back and get a master's of animal science um, you know, like for the credibility, honestly, Shane is much for the education right. um, because I wanted to work with vets and things like that, professionals, you know. And so I did that and started formulating fresh food diets for dogs all over the world and getting referrals from vets. And I've been vegetarian. I was vegetarian since like 20, 2009. But um, in 2017, I, in, I turned vegan. Right. And... At that point, even though I was vegetarian, I was still, I'm ashamed to say, formulating meat-based diets for dogs because I bought into this whole myth, which is what now I educate people about, this whole myth that dogs need animal ingredients to thrive, which they don't. Um, right. And when I became vegan in 2017, I just, I couldn't, there was so much discord. Yeah. I wasn't living my values. Right? right. And that's like the worst thing when what your actions are on the outside isn't, you know, coherent yeah. with what your inner values are. So I was going to give up my whole business and just walk away because I thought that I could not be a vegan and help dogs. And right. my husband, God bless him, said, why don't you do your own research? So I did. I went back. I, I started connecting with the researchers and veterinarians who were proponents of vegan diets, put together something in 2019 called the Plant Powered Dog Food Summit. I sent videographers all over the world to interview people. And you know what, Shane, I changed my business overnight to only create plant-based diets for dogs. 
and to educate people about this topic, about how many animals are slaughtered and brutalized because of the pet food industry. Yeah. And honestly, I just figured I wouldn't have any business after that. Like, who's gonna who's gonna contact me for you know for this? And you know what? I'm busier than I was when I was doing diets with wow. animal ingredients. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's it. Amazing. Yeah. And so, it. when did you? What year did you start the business? The plant-based or in general? The, yeah, the, the plant-based. Yeah, so like I would say for real, like 2018. I became vegan right. in 2017. And at that point, I was really getting on my husband. We had a shift from vegetarian to vegan. He was still doing the egg and cheese thing. And you know what? He, I mean, he was right. He, he, said, he pointed out the hypocrisy that here I was, and now he's he's superstar, Superman vegan, but pointing right. out what I wanted while I was still harming untold numbers of animals with these right. meat-based dog diets. And it was like, I can't do this. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense, totally. So yeah. you moving into where you are now, which I love what you're doing. What is uh what's been one of the biggest challenges for you in 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 your business? I think it's different for everybody depending on, you know, what you do. For me, you know, I don't work with suppliers and things like that. So those types of things aren't my challenge. For me, honestly, Shane, my biggest challenge is Believing in myself and my message in spite of the day-to-day -day negativity and even, I hate to say, anger and hatred that's thrown out there at me because of, of my message by people who, on social media, you know, of course, typically, who, who aren't well-informed about the facts and you know, you have to just persevere and believe in yourself and not crumple up into a ball. And the yeah. animals don't need me to cry and suck my thumb. They need yeah. me to just keep fighting and move, you know, going forward. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, that happens to everybody though. That's just a normal process online. When I do co compassion stuff, people will be like, send me messages. You know, if we make egg salad sandwiches that are a to tofu, say with Blue Mountain, foods and we go there and we make them all together partner and people will send me message being like oh yeah i'm sure the homeless want to eat those types of sandwiches right so like <laughs> and then they'll be like and then other people will send me messages you know if we're filming filming what we're doing oh yeah filming you're just trying to like trying to uh you know exploit people to you know so all kinds of weird stuff right so i mean i get it all the time it's just a normal process and, and yeah. so i'm so used to it right that it's like uh, almost I'm like, I literally say to my team now, I'm like, if we don't get any bad comments, we probably haven't done something right to get it out there enough. <laughs> like yeah, it's that's what I literally... actually was saying to my husband, you know, go for it. You're getting my message out there. Um, yeah. You're making more people, you're, you're, you're making the discourse broader, right? So thanks. Thanks a lot, you know, and, oh. and yeah, it, but it is, you know, I don't work in a team environment. I work by myself. So yeah. I have to self-motivate. Yeah, hundred percent. So, do you like? So, is the business model like people come in and do they ask you for specialty stuff, and then you create it, or how? Tell me more about the business. Yeah, so I work with people all over the world. I really don't do any work 
locally, really. Um, so people will people have heard about me now for so many years, um, just you know, because I've been formulating diets for probably a dozen years, having started out in the meat-based diet industry and all fresh food. So they call me, their dog is typically sick. Um, not always, I'm getting more and more that are healthy, which is great, but typically we're addressing a chronic issue um, such as diabetes or chronic kidney disease. So they'll call me, we go through a process. I create a fresh food recipe that they then cook and follow um, okay, with yeah. all of the supplementation and, and, and everything to be sure that it's, it's, it's custom balanced. So right. I work with people all over the world from Spain to Singapore to, you know, Canada, yeah. the UK. Yeah. What is your goal with your business? Where do you want to see it? Are you happy where it's <clears throat> at right now? Or do you want to get it bigger? Or do you want to, what's your goal with it? Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I think that one of the things that I've had to start to do more of is work on the business as opposed to in the business. Um, I, I mean, it's great and you have to work in your business and service your clients, but I'm starting to ask myself more of those questions. But I have to be honest, I don't, I'm not looking to build a nutritionist team. That's, you know, it's, it's very much people come to me um, and I, I'm, I take a lot of pride and ownership in what I do. So it's not something I want to bring others to do that. Yeah. Um, I think I, what I would like to do down the line, you know, I just published, created the book that was just published. I would like to create courses and broaden, you know, because as one person, you can only reach so many people and help so yeah. many people. So yeah. I've created courses in the past and I'd really love to create um, like an online course, educating and teaching people right. about plant-based, do workshops and, and then there's the book and thing and find ways to take what I do and broaden out the message to more people. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, it's it's a smart idea and it's a second, you know, generation generating, uh, it, right. you know, area of money to to do that becomes almost easier too. and and um, you've got a you know, you've got a fairly, uh, you, you know, unique and niche space as well, too. So that's another big yeah. benefit of what you do like you've got white space which is hard to find in business so like your your type of thing is attractive to me where if i had that i'd be like oh yeah i can easily dominate this industry and get this now because it's just not as yeah competitive yeah and i mean there are sometimes i i think when you don't want to necessarily be the first or only or almost only person doing something but it's coming at the best time i mean there's so many studies now, obviously, you know, on climate change. And I mean, yeah. if dogs, you know, if dogs and cats were their own country, they'd be the fifth largest consumers of, of meat. Um, you know, their carbon right. footprint is huge. So people are catching on to this. Um, yeah. And then there's the beauty of my being able to educate about the the negative health effects of, of animal products. It affects them right. just like it affects us. So yeah. the book was a very, you know, I spent two and a half years writing the book, which is a very important um, aspect of the credibility. And so now at this point, I find myself in a happy position of really being the authority on the topic. Now, now, where do I take that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got half the, half the battle done. You know, it, it the the hard 
the hard part, you know, now it's just strategizing, and structuring it properly and then deciding, okay, right. you know, I want to take it to that next level. I mean, most, most business people uh, from all sizes, even ones starting from ones that are like, you know, got are at a million and stuff. I just had a group on them last night and not one of them had any systems or processes to like we do five years three-year plans one-year plans and then we roll every 90 days of how we're going to get to that well none of them had any of that none of them so i'm like it's impossible to get to where you want to go because you don't even know how the heck you're going to get to where you want to (laughs) go right so it's just impossible right and um it's very interesting in business for some reason you know People will do it for fitness and set goals and, you know, but, but when it's business, for some reason, everyone just opens their products or services and just keeps <laughs> doing it this same way. And I guess that goes back to my brain training is, I guess when you're doing the same behavior every day, you're used to that. And so you just keep doing the same behavior, right? Right. <laughs> you know, so. uh, yeah. And part of it, like a big part of it for me has been, okay, how do I convince people that this is what they want? Right. Because this is still a relatively new thing. The majority of of dogs are not eating a plant based diet. So you have to you know, it was like, okay, did we all know we were going to be walking around connected to these these devices that were like this every day? You know, how did how did Apple, you know, how did how did they convince me I can't live without this thing on my wrist? Right. You know, (laughs) because they really have. So. I find myself in the same position. Oh, and that's where the, like you're saying, you know, the strategies and the procedures and the goals come into place to not only let them know that it's out there, but to convince them that they really need it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I'll, I mean, I know it's a big need because I'm pretty educated in a lot of stuff, but when it came to with Chloe, you know, the amount that I was Googling and reading and, figuring out and honestly it took me a long time like if i would have had somebody like you it would have saved me tons of time which i don't have right Right. so that's the dip so i know there's a lot of people i know in my boat that like i could probably name 10 people right now i know that if i approach them and say hey i can help get your dog more healthy so they live longer and stuff like that I've got it all done for you. They would buy my stuff right now. I could probably sell them on a $3,000 package right now today, 10 people I know. Right. Right. And I mean, that's so, just it. It's it's who's your market. That's yeah. That's been the first step in what I've been doing is understanding that I don't have, I'm not selling something, if you will, that is for, for everybody or even for most people, but it doesn't have to be. Um, mm-hmm. There's, plenty of people out there you know there's a vegan dog nutrition facebook group that i'm a part of with like almost 20,000 members um so it's about knowing who's your target audience and then reaching them which is yeah. which is 100 100% and I, I think honestly too i i think you've got a big target audience probably wider than you think because People, when it comes to animals, people are always looking to how to get them more healthy, even a meat eater. And if they'll listen when it comes to their animals. So I think you have a wider avatar than you probably even realize, to tell you the truth. Sometimes I think sometimes people box their avatars so much into the the one area 
and they don't realize that oh it's actually you know you could have three four different avatars in the one in the one thing and it's like and then you start to find out holy crap like all these people that are meat eaters are starting to really buy my stuff because they they you know they want to keep their animal more healthy than themselves right so and that's why the decision but i very consciously made the decision with the book to focus on the health of the dog in the diet and that's yeah. just it too what's your message there's tons of great things out there like you know documentaries and books about you know the animal agriculture industry and and there's a lot of people that including myself that that's why i made the shift but i have to tell you there are an awful lot of people that are able to block to put on blinders and if they don't think that this is best for their dog they'll buy a half a cow no problem right yeah 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 so, yeah and i mean for for that for anything it's just you you have to just be out talking more yes. and and that's what most small businesses don't do and are not good at and generally i would say 95 percent of them are not out there talking enough you know, on the social platforms, becoming more thought leaders, strategizing around that. And just the more you start talking, the more people, you know, they they just start to listen and you don't even have to convince them. Certain people change over and become vegan when they're around me, not because I even ever even tell them to, because they actually look at my energy and they're like, this guy operates at a whole nother level, like another level. That's what they want. They're like, hey, I'll, I'll eat, do whatever in my brain. If, if I can get... 80% of the energy that you have in a day, I'm in, I'm in all day long. So, right. you know, so, you know, but they got it. They got to either watch me do that and see me doing that all the time and start. And then they're like, Oh, okay. You know, this is, and, and that's the same thing. You know, if I had a business that was around, you know, dogs and plant-based, you know, I consistently be talking. Um, you for sure got to do your own podcast for sure. Like for like for you're sure, right. like, yeah, yeah, like it it is, right. it is it is it is it's what's going to map back to sure. sell you all the training courses that you do and stuff like that. Like it, it to me, it's yeah. just a it, it is like such a no brainer for you on that one, right? Yeah, you're right, and it's funny you say that because that's actually on the the plan that now I'm, that I'm creating is a podcast and getting the thought leaders out there and, and becoming, you know, like even more that person um, because you're right. You know what? And, and believe it or not, Shane on vegan groups, um, not vegan dog nutrition groups, but regular vegan groups, a large majority of vegans. And I was told this by a vegan vet and I, didn't believe him initially and he was so right a lot of the pushback on vegan diets for dogs comes from vegans um and it, 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 as a matter of fact someone posted the other day on on the vegan group on facebook what do you feed your your you know companion animal they innocently asked us and the moderator of the group wrote that they feed them you know, animal-based dog, dog, you know, pet foods to honor their bodies. And that post has gotten more than 700 comments, a majority of which, believe it or not, are against feeding your dog a vegan diet by vegans. 
So there's so much education that has to be done. And you're so right. How do you go? You know, you got to get out there and do that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep educating because I would, you could, I would, if you took everyone in that post that commented and said, we do this, I bet you 85% of them couldn't hold a high level conversation around, around really the data, the science, the met, everything, not even close. So, you know, when people are, and that's what, you know, right. when, when people are talking to me about certain things, I just say, hey, look, if you really want to go there with me, you better come with a whole army of stuff because I know a lot. Right. And then they're getting yeah. nervous to even go against me because they're like, yeah, <laughs> shit, this guy's going to talk circles and make me look bad because he's just like way more in depth. I can't spout out a couple things I read on Google. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> And so. that's exactly what it is. It's a couple of things they've read. So it's like that becomes clearly a next step in this whole process, in, in yeah. the business building process, because really at heart, Shane, and maybe we all are, but I'm an educator at heart um, yeah. and, 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 an, and an entrepreneur by necessity, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, and that's the truth. You You've got to be. You know, you've got to be out there educating on that subject on a consistent basis. And it, it's the same thing with me, too. It, it's it's when I started educating more in the business area, you know, I knew a lot of different businesses I could be going on and doing that are a lot, you know, could be more profitable and grow me a lot faster than, right. you know, even helping doing helping businesses do trainings for them. But I just I was like, man, these people are never going to make it. Like, I, I honestly, I say that when we I get up on my team, I'm like, that person doesn't have a chance, but they think they do. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just know their skill set. I see where their skill set is at. Right. I'm glad they have that belief because that belief will eventually what I see is people, they don't make it. They don't make it. They struggle. They struggle. Then finally, they're like, OK, I got to figure something out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just um, right. and it's like that education part. Right. And it's like the business for me, too. It's like people for some reason don't understand that it's a high level skill set to run a business. Right. right? It's, because it's, you make it look so easy. Yeah. Right? yeah I make it sound easy too. Right. You know, but it always puzzles me because you go to a university and you pay a hundred grand. Do you know what I mean? And go for four years and, and you learn, and you get out and then you become a doctor or whatever. Right. I mean, it just, it just adds up. But for some reason, when people get into business, they just think, Oh, my products and services, they're just going to sell. Everyone's just going to come. Right. It's just going to be right. And then they're like, oh, this is a little bit different than I thought it was. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It, yeah. It, it doesn't is, work it that is, way. <laughs> yeah. It is education in, in, in everything I always believe. And and I always say with the with the business owners, it, it is literally, you know, a lot of the businesses don't have to fail. It was only four percent of businesses still in business after 10 years. That's crazy. And a lot of them don't have to fail. It's just that that owner hasn't taken the time to understand how to operate the business properly. That that's the only reason, you know. And so, um, and I think too with what you do, you know, the education part uh, is everything that you do. And the more you educate, and the more you, you, you know, and yours yours could be an easy brand to an easy brand to build too because it could be fun because. Like when I'm teaching education and, and say talking business, the compassion stuff for me is easy to build because it's a visual, it's us doing stuff. 
But when I'm talking business, you know, you can only get so much, right? Yeah, I can do a bit, honestly. But like, if I had a brand like that, like, I would be like, you could be adding and stuff like with your dog and stuff like that because you've got that brand and you could be like just talking and, you know, about just like subconsciously, like for YouTube shorts and TikTok, like you're just like, oh, I'm feeding this now to my dog, but you're not even telling them on certain things. You're just like doing it with your dog because a lot of people love to watch animal stuff. So like you, you got a, you got stuff in there that 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 can subconsciously build people in when you utilize the the animal part very easy easy. Yeah, people love animals, so you're absolutely correct for sure for sure. Yeah. Yep. So, um, now why did, let's go back to dogs and and and, and animals and plant based for a minute why do you think um for the people listening why do you think um a plant based diet is better than a than a meat diet uh for a dog oh that's such an amazing question thank you for letting me like actually answer and educate on that so in their cells they're Dogs are very, very much genomically, cellularly like we are. We've been hanging out together for tens of thousands of years, right? Um, so just like us, they're omnivores. They can survive and thrive on either animal-based diets or plant-based diets. But just like for us, you have things like bioaccumulation of toxins, um, that's a major, major problem in the environment right now. So what that really means is that, you know, we live in a toxic environment. You can't, you can't avoid the toxins. Um, but the lower down on the food chain that you eat, the fewer toxins you're ingesting. So all these dogs, you know what, 6 million new cases in the U.S. of cancer in dogs a year are diagnosed. Okay. Wow. These dogs are not eating plants. They're eating heavily meat-based diets yeah so you know if we want to look at the toxins and how they accumulate in the fatty tissue of food animals and then you're ingesting this you know the average human omnivore they might eat a salad one day or or you know whatever pasta the next day and then maybe some meat the next day these dogs shane are just eating meat 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 with all of these toxins so that's a really major health risk, um, you know. And one of the one of the things that I try to educate people on the most, you you know, a dog will get cancer, and they'll say, "Feed him more meat." You're feeding him more toxins. So why would you do right. that? Yeah. So that's that's a major problem, and there are many many others um, that I right. could list that are in the book, but that's a big one. Do you think? Um... And it's always interesting with animals because especially with dogs, because it's almost like branded into sometimes into a culture. Like, you know, you see like throwing a dog a piece of meat. Do you know what I mean? Like it's almost that yeah, red yeah. picture, right? Right. Of like yeah. it's just a natural dog should eat meat type of thing. Um and the and, marketing on is, that is fabulous. Yeah. The, yeah. the dog food companies have done amazing an amazing job of convincing people that their dogs are carnivores. And that becomes the, the, the continuous debate, you know, and people will say, look, look at their teeth. Well, look at our teeth. Our teeth are meant to grind plants. Our teeth are not, why are you ripping yeah. into a T-bone steak? You're not meant to do that. Right. 
Yeah. We've adapted. And, and here's the really interesting part, which I think is the fun thing to play with. You know, we were talking about your dog and my dog and people are very willing to accept that behaviorally their dog has evolved. You know, they, they are on our laps. They come to dinner with us. They sleep in bed with us. If they were wolves, Shane, they'd be eating us, right? They wouldn't be wearing little booties and, and, and hanging out on the couch with us. So we have to also understand that they've literally evolved metabolically and genomically. Um, they haven't been wolf-like in a really long time, tens of thousands of years more right. probably. And that, yeah. and that wolf, like that's where that kind of comes from the meat era. Is that correct? That's correct. People, you know, taxonomically dogs are classified as carnivores. Um, so are panda bears, right? Okay. Because we used to classify things hundreds of years ago by commonalities that you could see, but we now know that living organisms are not stagnant. They evolve and there's DNA and there's there are genes and, and there are microbes in our guts. So because something is classified taxonomically as something is not representative today of what that organism really is in, in many cases. And this and that's very true of dogs. Right. That makes sense. Do you think that the industry uh, and, and people in general with uh, animals are they, do you see a shift? Are they starting to look more and more at plant-based? And do you see uh, that trend or or that lifestyle starting to become more, how much like veganism and, and even flexitarian and, and all this stuff now has started to become so mainstream and talks a lot more than it was 10 years ago? Do you see that happening within that industry? 100%. You've got more and more uh, new vegan dog food companies arising and all over the world, in Europe, uh, in, in the UK, in Germany, in, in, in the US, um, Canada, you know, they're on, they, they, one of the major ones got a big investment from one of the guys on Shark Tank. And, and so people are recognizing um, from a business perspective, it's growing, it's, it's projected, the plant-based vegan dog food industry is projected to grow at a much faster rate over the next like five years than the regular pet food industry. So right. just along with people understanding more about their own health and becoming more aware about um, the environment and animals, this is the time. This is absolutely the time for it to, to just explode. Yeah. Do you find that um, is it a is it a heavily competitive market now, the plant based area for for animals, or is it just kind of starting to get there now? I think it's starting to get there now. I mean, obviously, I'm not a producer of commercial pet food, but I will say that there used to be, you know, one major player for many many years. Now they're springing up everywhere. So that's really good because as you know, what does competition breed? It breeds improvement, yeah. you know? And that has been one of the problems in the commercial vegan pet food industry was that it was more of a cottage industry, a little bit more mom and pop. You know, do right. we really know, you know, are lab tests really gonna bear out what it says on the label? So just like any 
new in, you know, listen, we, we used to have horses and buggies until it came to just buggies, right? And and yeah. you have to have those growing pains. But now that industry is at a point where they're being forced, and this is what needs to happen next. They're being forced to become more business-like, just like the conventional pet food industry. If they want to survive and grow, they have to raise the bar um, in their processes. Right. Do you um, do you find a lot of people argue against you when you talk about a dog on <laughs> a plant base? Yeah. Do I ever find? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just oh my god, Shane. I just I have one client, and it just it'll. I have to laugh because you have to have fun with it. You know what? Um, yeah. I have one client who has this strapping American pit bull terrier that we. We solved his all of his allergies, um, skin issues, uh, all kinds of things on a plant-based diet for this big strapping dog. And <clears throat> recently, she, she sent me the most adorable picture of him whole, with my book propped up in front of him and him looking up. So I posted it on Facebook. And this woman wrote, actually, my husband posted it. And this woman wrote, horrible skin, looks emaciated, nails too long, you know, <laughs> and he just wrote like LMAO at your comment to this. The dog was obviously very healthy. So, you know, yeah, yeah people, you are, you are sticking a pin into the balloon of every belief that they have culturally. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. it has very little to do with what the reality of what she was really looking at. So it, as, from a business perspective, there's tons of opportunity there. And yeah. then, you know, and then there's tons of, um, you know, cautions of how you're going to approach this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, cause it's kind of even like, you know, the vegan lifestyle and people, same thing, right. Pushing back. On, on that Honest. side you know and, and it's interesting and, and i always laugh at that because you know it's i'm very obviously outspoken and it's very hard for them to push back because i'm like bro you know i'm like look at my aging compared to you look at my muscle compared to you look at my health compared to you look at my energy compared to you i walk circles so it's hard for them to say anything to me because it's just the truth right it is just right. the 100 percent truth and it is everything that i do right it's the way I, what i put into my right. body it's like everything you know they they ask me, so there's no raw. And I always tell, too, I don't even like the name anymore. I said, look, whether it's flexitarian, veganism, vegan, I said, look, it's just kind of math. One plus one is two, right? I tell people, they're like, yeah. I'm like, think about it. The more fruit, vegetables, and plant-based stuff you put into you, whatever, outside of anything, you know, whether it's uh, like I'm talking about even unhealthy vegan stuff, you know, and, and, and meat stuff. The more you eat that, it's just one plus one is two. You're going to be healthier. <laughs> like it's no rocket science to this stuff. <laughs> thousand percent. And you know what? The argument to continue to use their teeth to this continue this 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 ongoing you know mantra that a dog is a carnivore. Um, you know, okay, why are why are six million dogs a year getting cancer? You know, yeah. they're not like we say they're not eating plants. Um, 
you know, they can benefit from all those phytochemicals, all those antioxidants. Right. Um, you know, we, you know, an interesting, albeit a small study of like 15, 16 meat eating dogs was done back in 2012, which you're not going to hear about. I found out about it and put it in the book. And there's a, a certain chemical byproduct that people express in their hair when they eat meat. It's, and it's linked to being a precursor of cancer, cancerous uh, chemical compound that, right. you know, we metabolize. Well, guess what? The dogs metabolize the same compound in their fur. So they tested the fur of these meat eating dogs and they have the same, and guess what too? What do dogs have all over their bodies? They have fur, right? They have hair. So the concern is that this is even going to impact them more. So, you know, cancer in dogs and people is so similar that they do what's called comparative oncology, where they use studies on one to benefit the other. It just follows the same. So we're bringing our dogs down with our lifestyle choices. Um, many of us are, obesity. So from a business right. perspective, it's understanding for me how to choose the message of health um, to really, like you said, kind of get under people's skin and yeah. make them understand if you want to have your dog around for a long time, put away the old myths. And, and, you know, so it's interesting though, when you're, you're trying to battle cultural norms. Yeah, it it is. It's, it's definitely, it, yeah, it's a hard, cause like you said, the hardest thing to do is change people's belief systems. And because when people believe in something, uh, they're they, they're so stuck in that way of thinking and that process and it's ingrained into them and there's no uh well, you know it's like goes back to all my brain training and, and all that it's the majority of people do the same thing every day and they think the same thoughts every day that they thought the day before so if you're doing that every day that's right right that's that's the negative stuff they think the same negative stuff they did the day before and the day before and the day before and the day before <laughs> no wonder you're unhappy Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's it's you have to understand how. So so I guess you could say that my business is very psychologically based. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We always say that too with our stuff too. It is one hundred percent psychologically. It's psychologically based. You know, even from our brain training to our business training to other things. You know, people will come in and, you know, they'll think, oh, yeah, I, you know, I I don't need this or I know this and I'm good at this. Right. But even when their numbers tell them they suck, I'm like, you know, right. Then right. they like, you know, so. Right. So I've always found yep. that 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 it, that's, you know, that's interesting because I can actually use data on that one when it comes <laughs> to business. You know, the brain stuff, you can't do as much data. Right. It's like you're trying to measure are you less stress, more happiness. But business is very simple i'm like let me see your numbers right that's right. all i have to say now. you know what i mean right right so. right <laughs> well and i mean that's just it and it's interesting because there was a comment on one of the articles that was written about about my book on a on a dog website and the person wrote because it's 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 a very science-based book and the person wrote i bet yeah yeah i bet they're cherry picking their science and well you know, who doesn't cherry pick their science? Yeah. You know, totally. there's, there's 
billions of articles out there and journal art, you know, of course you're picking, but, but they're reality. So there's always going to be, you know, I think for me, you know, you'd say, okay, well, what's your, what's your biggest, that's why I like what's your biggest challenge. It's keeping true to the message. And then, like you yeah. said, how do you, how do you get it out there to more and, and sway the very ingrained cultural beliefs of, of more people? Yeah. 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 I completely agree with that. Um, so where can everybody find you at website, social media, anything like that? Everything is, yeah, is plant powered dog. So plant hyphen powered dog.com is my website. Um, well, actually just plant powered dog, um, no hyphen and Facebook, the plant powered dog, Instagram plant, it's all plant powered dog. And the new book is called the plant powered dog. And that is on Amazon. Um, I'm two and a half years of researching and writing it. And it is really, a, it, it's it's the complete guide to anyone who's open-minded about this. Amazing, amazing. Well, I love it. I think you're going to have a lot of people that are going to go and look at your stuff and follow you and read your stuff yeah. and buy your books and, and follow it more because I know it's an important subject. I know it's a subject that, I know a lot of people are probably one of the most uneducated subjects, even in the realm of people that I know that have animals, but are open to trying to get their animals more healthy, but just are haven't taken the time uh, to educate themselves enough in that area yet. Um, and so I think it's such an important conversation. And I think there's a lot of people out there that really are going to need this and and use it i think the main takeaway i would love for people to understand is not only the, don't they have to, not only do they not have to compromise their dog's health to have a positive impact for other animals and our planet but you know what it's actually you can have both at one time it's better for your dog it's better for all the animals it's better for the planet and i hope people consider it yeah, I agree. I agree to a hundred percent. So, and especially <laughs> vegan community of a vegan community, if you're vegan and you're not considering it, then, then I don't know. I don't know. Let, I don't know if you can, let's say if somebody, if you're vegan and you have an animal and you're not feeding them a vegan diet and you haven't considered it, maybe you shouldn't be able to, uh, maybe you should, maybe you can't call yourself vegan. <laughs> People are well, going to love that. I said that one. Oh, they're going to love that yeah. one. <laughs> but well, I, I mean, that's fun just call. it. Yeah, veganism is supposed to be a complete lifestyle, right? And that's yeah. why I call it plant-based diets for dogs, because dogs obviously aren't making an ethical choice to be vegan. So yeah. it is it yeah. is a plant-based diet for them. But when you have a vegan group that should be, um, you know, working to fight misinformation, pro promoting misinformation, it goes to show you that there's a lot to be done. And, and, you know, glass half full, a lot of opportunities out there to to run with this and be the leader in the field. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for this wonderful thank interview. You, you're, you're so welcome. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Make sure you guys uh, go over and join our Compassion Kingdom once a month. We go out and uh, do stuff uh, for less fortunate or just anybody that needs help. Last month, we raised a four or 500 coats for the homeless. We have people from all over the world that join that community and do stuff with us. So make sure you go and join that community. Go to our actionsofcompassion.com website and join us over there. Again, thank you so much for this great interview. Thank you, Shane.